0: There we go. We are live now. We're in like the small boxes here, Harry. Is this thing so, on? Just to start the odd G's podcast. Yes. L- because I have a little music interlude to begin the program. Oh, awesome. How about this? Rainy wow. days and Mondays. Yeah. This will make you feel good, huh?
1: Yeah, it's a little depressing. Uh, some of her songs were. Uh, but she's, to me... The greatest female pop voice ever. Listen to the, the, listen to that voice, Aaron. Yeah, nothing has come close to this.
2: She is unbelievable. Yeah, there's no no auto tune here.
1: This isn't auto tuned. No, this isn't synthesized. This is pure vocal talent. Brilliant, God given talent. Yeah, Rainy
0: days and Mondays always She was a good-looking girl, too. You know, for the time, absolutely. Yeah, and she then, had that you know, flowing uh, kind of hairdo going yeah, on. And those eyes, like eight, what nine-year-old Harry
1: Mays going. was into her. Is that right? Yeah, I kind of liked her. You know, uh, she'd be on all, all those variety shows, which were huge at the time. And to be honest with you, it was great television. Thinking yeah. about what we're watching now, like, go, go back to that. I actually was entertained as a kid, at least. And she'd be on all of them. And the weird thing, I couldn't get over the fact that it was her and her brother. I always thought that dynamic was a little weird. Because she was sexy.
0: Yeah. And you don't want the brother around. Like, you don't need to be here. No. No, we can get another keyboard player. Why don't you just go? Yeah. (laughs) 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 the carpenters and of course she had that really bad eating disorder and it cost her her life but terrible terrible loss there she was yeah you're right though she is a she's forgotten today as one of the great pop singers or just great voices uh yeah of of music history i'm just trying to keep the
1: young people informed as to
0: some of the greatness that that came before them that they may not be aware of now, Harry, did you go down a, a Karen carpenter or the carpenter's rabbit hole on YouTube uh, well uh, for that tweet? No, I had uh, I have them on my Pandora. There's a there's a Carpenter's station. Oh. And nice. and it's
1: one of the good stations that actually plays actually the artist. You ever you know there's a lot of Pandora stations where it'll be like the Leonard Skinner channel, right? And they'll play one Leonard Skinner song and then like 10 straight songs yeah. with no Leonard Skinner. I hate that.
0: Yeah, the one app that doesn't do that, you can do it as Amazon or- um, music, okay. okay. They, you can get kind of more of the artist on the channel, but you're yeah. right. Like I've I have, I've have, like the Metallica channel. and mm-hmm. I hear one out of every fifteen songs is right.
1: Metallica. Yeah, you know these damn on the Metallica
0: channel here. I know, hey, he's I know. Fucking Metallica. I know.
1: It's you like know? this predictive text. I hate all this stuff. You're not smarter than me. Just just end it now. I tried to. I put out a tweet this morning. I was having a little fun with Flyer fans because I you know been watching the NHL playoffs. And that uh, McCarr is just amazing. Cool. So I put out a tweet about, you know, uh, reflecting on the times when the Flyers took Nolan Patrick ahead of Kale McCarr. And the doggone thing, I spelled Makar properly, but it reverted it back to maker. And yeah. that put the tweet out. And then I look like a dope. You know, yeah. well, you don't even know how to spell his name. Well, so I had to delete the tweet, go back and put it in the right way and make sure that it stayed Makar to put it on these damn. Predict. Don't predict me. Yeah. Okay. Take a back seat. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have to. try I know what I'm one.
1: doing.
0: Yeah. You have to hit that little X. Yes. To, to not take the the suggestion. Right. It's me off too. It's annoying. Yeah. um Let's tell people about Bet Parks real quick because you just mentioned the uh, the playoffs and you know Edmonton gets swept. Wow. Uh, Colorado going to the final. They're a huge fave, obviously. And the Rangers and Lightning game, how about this, game four tonight with the Rangers up two games to one. Winner tonight takes the series, in my opinion. You think so? so? I do, yeah. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, Lightning are minus 182 at Parks tonight. Yeah, I like the Rangers tonight. Do you? Yeah. Look at you. So you think they're going to win the series? I do. Their speed is just unbelievable. They play so fast. They move the puck and transition so fast. It's given Tampa a ton of trouble. And I know what Steven Stamkos said after the game on Sportsnet, um, that we're finally getting a taste of what it was like to play us with Vasilevsky because uh-huh. of Shosturkin. Like, Shosturkin's unbelievable. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, and Hedman doesn't look the
1: same. Yeah, he looks a little off, doesn't he, Harry? Yes, he really does. I mean, that guy, that was a guy, you know, that can control the game. And he's just, he looks, I don't know if he's hurt or what.
0: Yeah. but A lot of hockey like- over the last couple of years yeah. for – for Victor Hedman, too, and they're right. just an unbelievable team. Still no Braden Point, but I'll take the Rangers tonight. Now, do you have a play on the NBA Finals, Harry?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Celtics uh, coming back home. Uh, they did their business and, and stole a game uh, in in uh, Cali, uh, San Francisco, and now they're uh, laying three and a half at home. I think that building is going to be absolutely jumping mm-hmm. uh, tonight. I'll take the Celtics to go up two games to one. They'll win the game by four points. You like more. him in the series, too, Harry? Well, I'm a little biased. I kind of want them to win. Yeah. And I know Philadelphia people wow. hate hate to hear that, but I just I just like the team. I just like, you know, I just like what they've done with the, you know, they had, you know, they they saw a young coach that they they wanted, and Stevens picks him and then moves up into the front office, and he's done a tremendous job. They're just well run. I appreciate well run organizations.
0: They are. And yeah. there, there's no doubt who's in charge. He has the job. Let him do his fucking job. I hired you to do a job. Do the job. Yep, and he's he's a great and you know he was a, on the Sixers staff for a little while. Yep, uh, when Brett Brown was here. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've been nailing the Bet Parks app like crazy with guy, you know, goal scores and all kind. I've been crushing lately. I'm I'm going to look to crush again tonight. Um, but the all new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app it is now live. Check it out; it's fantastic. Take it from me, take it from Harry. Very easy to use, easy to navigate, Absolutely. easy to to get your action. out. you can just pull over on the side of the road, and you're good to go. Yeah, as long as you're in PA. Yeah, PA or New Jersey. Right, right or New Jersey, right. Yeah, right. faster to win than ever before. And right now, still all Bet Parks users, new and existing, can use the promo code Jason750 and get a risk free bet up to 750 bones. Terms and conditions do apply. So, again, promo code Jason750 and get that uh, risk free bet up to $750. Download the Bet Parks app today. You need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad is going to join us in a moment, here. And, you know, the big news over the past week, and we're kind of going to focus on it on this episode, is not only on Mikey Miss uh, being out at the Fanatic, but just the changing landscape. Yeah. Of sports media in Philadelphia. I sent you a list this morning. I don't know if you saw that email I sent you. Yes, I did. Yeah. Holy shit is the list long. I know.
1: I mean, it's 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 like, uh, you know, the 1990s are gone. Yeah. You know, because all this I'm stuff racing. happened and, and really came to to being in the in the early to mid 90s. And all those names have been around for a long, long time with some tremendous careers. And uh, it's, it's it's a changing of the guard.
0: Yeah. I I wonder if it's good, though, you know.
1: Sometimes changing we'll of the see. guard
0: is not good. Yeah, I'm already out on it. I, I've moved on. Me too. I've evolved, I've evolved past the format. Me too. I yeah. totally have too. I put it out the other day and some guy actually responded to what, the tweet I put out about the show today and said, hey, "You didn't you say you haven't listened to sports radio in almost two years? And I said, yeah, I have it. Right. Because I'm just, I'm pissed off at the format and where it's gone. Yeah. I, re- I remember
1: telling a general manager a few years ago that the, the format needs an enema. That's
0: what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Now, I caught a lot of shit for my call-in to Mikey Miss on the day that he left. I didn't hear it, obviously. but uh, Oh, you didn't? No, no, it's home Crossing Broadhair. Oh, it is? Yeah, they did a whole article about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, the awful call. Up. Well, I didn't. Let's bring Kevin Kincaid on from Crossing Broad. I thought he's Kevin landscaping Anderson. this Kevin Kincaid.
2: Is that I, right? I didn't,
1: I didn't know he was still writing. I thought he's opening up his own <laughs> landscape company out there in the in the hinterlands. No, What's I should on? just
2: to, just to stick it to Chris Heck. Look at my blue collar, uh, new Philadelphia, new Lansdale landscaping business. <laughs> nice,
0: <laughs> Okay, so, Let's let's start there. I caught some shit. Because of my awkward phone call to Mikey Miss. But let me tell people first and foremost. Yeah. I wasn't listening to the show. I don't listen to the, to the show. And I hadn't listened for a while to sports radio. I have not listened to Mike. It was too political for me. And so I get a text from Tyrone. Mike announces at 4 o'clock here that yeah. it's his last show. And it was, you know, emotional for him, obviously. Sure. I, saw, I went back and saw the clips. Um, so I get a, Tyrone, a text from Tyrone, his producer, at about 425, and Tyrone says, hey, Mike just announced today's his last show. Can you call in? So I said, sure. Give me two minutes. So I called in, and I get on the air. First, he thought I was Jason Stark. So I go, hello, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I'm jovial about how I think, I think that he called it, and he's quit. And he's going to go do the wine, golf, whatever to find, right, right? right? Yeah. That's my oh, assumption. Yeah. Because, you know, he and I had talked about that for years. It's like, I'm done with this, I'm going to quit, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I figured that was the case. So, um, Mm. you know, I asked him, I said, are are we announcing anything else today? And he said, no. I said, oh, wait, I have a plan. (laughs) But my call (laughs) to some came off awkward and insensitive. But I didn't Mm. know. I assumed from conversations that I had had with Mike and text exchanges over the past eight, nine months that he quit. Not that he was basically being fired.
2: Yeah, well, if anybody wants to go back and listen to the audio, it's been immortalized on Crossing Broad for everybody to to you know hear. And I yeah, I mean I crossing didn't Crossing
0: Broad hair to find that <laughs> awkward moment and put a spotlight on
2: it. Radio war. Yeah. yeah, listen, I think it was you know I well uh, I think there was a lot of awkwardness just not you know beyond you know the phone call that you had just because it was so abrupt and people weren't ready for it and it came like later in the show. You know, and I remember yeah. that morning, somebody texted me that morning and like, Hey, they were like, Hey, you should check with your 97 five sources because, um, something's about to happen over there. And I was working on the other thing at the time. I was working on the thing about Sealski being one of the guys replacing Ray Diddy on the weekend. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I have the capacity for another radio wars right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was interesting how it just was abrupt like that. You know, I mean, it never, ever happens like that. I mean, you look at the juxtaposition of how Ray Diddy went out and how Angelo will go out with the Coach K victory tour. Yeah. You know, versus how Mike went out and say whatever you want about Mike. But for all that he meant to that station for for so many years, you know, you would have thought that they'd arranged something to do a proper, you know, send off for a guy who was like the, you know, probably like the, you know, the face who was on the billboards of 97.5 back in the he day. Man, the and well, he was. he was. He the was corner, the station. He was the cornerstone yeah.
1: Yeah. of the FM product when they flipped to FM. I mean, I was a part of it. And, and I'll be yeah. the first one to tell you that he was the cornerstone of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, you said it, and I mean, I didn't, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful for anything, but yeah, I mean, like, right when that turn happened, like, he was the guy that they, like, marketed everything around, and so you would think, with that being the bare minimum, like, hey, let's get Jason Stark, let's get Sal Powell, let's get uh, Charles to call in, and let's do the whole thing that they did for Ray uh, last, two weekends ago, which was actually fantastic radio, the way that they executed that over there. They actually did it in the, uh, I don't know if you guys have been to the, the Odyssey headquarters over there, but they have, like, a stage that's set up in their lobby yeah, that's uh, separate from all the studios studio. so they did it in this big performance studio but they had all these people on who like ray knew for forever and, like a real proper sure. send-off and you know for for Classic. for mike's mike's you know departure to end the way that it did tells me that man that relationship must have been really poor at the end yeah
0: yeah because it's weird kev because it announces it two hours into a show yeah, yes that's the final show and when you do that you know, you, you can't get all the people lined up to to pay tribute, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no,
2: and then you got former producers coming on who don't know what the hell's going on, and then right. it exactly. turns into a big controversy, you know. You know so with awkward phone calls, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even like some of the other ones beyond that, yeah, I mean, it was just like you know, because callers were already on the line, and they were like had to shift focus from like making their dumbass Eagles point to like wishing like Mike a farewell. You know, right. so it was just the whole thing was just. I don't know. And you could tell, you know, I thought, you know, all told, based on the circumstances surrounding it, I thought the statement that he put out like kind of off the cuff was 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 pretty thoughtful and pretty honest, you know. But like, you know, everything was about it was just rushed and forced. And it just like left a lot of unanswered questions. And like, quite frankly, like I feel like a lot of his listeners and 97.5 listeners probably deserve a little bit more of an explanation from somebody at some point, you know, for somebody who had done that so long and been the face of that station, like, oh, I'm done. See ya. You know, and you guys know how the business works. Like if you're at an end of a contract or you can't come to an agreement with somebody, it's like, all right, you're out. But I mean, come on. It's Mike Missinelli. It wasn't like, you know, Johnny Bozo on the, on the 2am shift, you know? Yeah. Well, Harry gave me
0: a, gave me a, I'm out. Good luck call on the way to
2: the station one morning
0: <laughs> you're doing is, the
1: show right? f- today i'm out i forgot yeah. all about that
2: yeah yeah, yeah. But, but that's how but that's how these things go i mean when you're in contract based business like that you don't put in your two weeks notice and Then it's like all right i'm gonna wrap everything up it's like yeah. you know when you're out you're out man i mean and like these guys have all kinds of stuff written in their contracts and you have like non-competes and stuff i mean i'll tell you a story when i was at channel three they fired chris may Kathy Orr and Beasley Reese on the same day Which was ridiculous but Ooh. it was like a Tuesday And they met them at the door yeah. And they wouldn't even let them come into the station It's like these people yeah. have been here for how many years Are you not even going to let them into the building And I the know. most ridiculous thing was that They tried to meet Beasley at the front door But he actually came in the back door that day mm. So Beasley oh, walks man. Yeah he was a back backdoor, doorsman oh. uh, Actually I'm going to stop right there Because that could be construed in down a, a rabbit couple... hole <laughs> Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he went in the back door and he made it all the way to his desk. Wow, and like little did he know that the h r people were supposed to meet him at the front to like you know to fire him, which is but the whole point of me telling that story is that it's whole you go from like being you know part of the you know the billboards and like part of the promos and stuff to like all of a sudden you're out, and it's like unceremonious and like there's no There's a lot of cutthroat stuff in this business and say what you want to say about egos and personalities and whether people deserve it or not. But like, it's just there's some hardcore stuff that goes on the business. And one day you're on top and the next day you're nothing. Yeah. I remember the first time it happened to me was uh, Pat. I was getting in there early
1: as always, as Jason can attest, getting ready for the show in the studio. And Pat Gallen, who was doing the updates at the time in the other studio, got a call, I guess, from Nahagian from down the hall and said, you know, I mean, must have been just hurrying. And he's like, "Yeah, can you tell him to come down and see me?" So <laughs> I go, he, comes, me. he comes through over the over the intercom. Said, "Hey, uh, Matt called. Said he, you know, go down and see him." So I'm like, "This is weird." So I walk down there, yeah. open up the office door, and there's the general manager, John Fulham, and, and Matt Nagy, and I'm like, "Uh oh, oh no, good. this ain't good."
0: <laughs> like, Was Cynthia Lucas in the room, the HR person? No. No, oh, I think wow.
1: Fulham served as as that. You know, you just needed somebody else in there, I guess. Yeah. To, you know, to witness it all, but yeah, that Jared, was the first I time. Zipped.
0: I I was on remote with Anthony, for uh, it was Halloween. We were on some at the Tilted Kilt in Jersey. Oh yeah, right. And we're in the middle of a remote, and at like twelve forty-five. You were kilt. Yeah. Kiltman. I Look good in kilt. Um, k- uh, but. So I get a text from the program director at the time was Eric, Je- Eric Johnson. Yeah. And he texts me and said, hey, after the show today, come to the station. I need to meet with you. And you know that's very rare. Yes. I'm like, well, I'm going to meet with a client with Max, one of our sales guys, to close this big deal with uh, an orthodontist company, oddly enough. And he's like, I need you to come in. And I knew something was fucked up right there. Right. And I'm like, ah, geez. So I got to drive from there, go there just to get. And I walk in and Joe Bell. He gave me the zip. Uh (laughs) I walk in the office and the, uh, you know, the (laughs) HR person's there. And, you know, I I had 11 months left on my contract, Uh but they did a corporate riff, a reduction in force. So if they get rid of Mm. you, they cannot replace you. Mm -hmm. Uh Citing that because of the stock was down. And I'm like, this is
2: just bullshit. But whatever. I don't know how many times I heard that. Like somebody leaves or whatever. It's like, oh, here's my chance at a promotion. And they say, well, the job is frozen right now. We're not hiring for that position because we want to save a buck and we're cheap asses. You know, plus you're in the labor union anyway and you're not getting promoted because some guy who's above you has been there for 30 years and he ain't going anywhere, you know. So that's the other like complication here. But I, you know, I think it was funny because Mike did like that long contract, I guess it took into 2021 and then he did the year you know from 2021 to you know January and then did the short term extension like no main talent like day part pm drive guy does two consecutive short-term extensions yeah. like that those are like the deals that you give to like oduble herrera yeah right mm-hmm. you know or like whatever you know dumpster diving matt klentak did and handed out a contract to whoever you know crap reliever it's like a 10-day you.
1: contract in the nba <laughs> yeah. i know he's you know like know
2: I mean? he's like a cory brewer he got the cory yeah. brewer treatment you know Ridiculous. like two 10 days and that's it and so like you know, to me, I think you can do a lot of reading between the, the lines there with that. But, I mean, it's just unfathomable to me to think, like, Mike's going to be out. You know, Ray's going to be out. Angelo's going to be out. Hmm. Jim Gardner's going to be out. Vaisicahemme retired two years ago. Hurricane Schwartz is out. Mark Zumoff is out. Like, that's just Bruno's me thinking off the, off the top of my head. Bruno, yeah. yeah. Bruno. yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, I just Bell's think it's He's like
0: not doing sports radio.
2: Yeah. And, you know, like, at some point, I think there's got to be a changing of the guard, but. I think also what happened in addition to some of this contract stuff is like, you know, during COVID, I think a lot of people looked at their jobs and looked at what they were doing. They're just like, you know, if they were like teetering on the fence or they were ready to go or they were thinking about it, they said, you know, I'm ready. Like, this is it, man. I'm done. You know, I don't you know, want to wear the mask. or I don't want to have to do this. or I don't have to. Wanna, I don't want to do that. And it's, it's interesting because these jobs like you guys know in this industry, these jobs aren't easy to get. You know, you got people that get a get a PM drive slot or an AM drive slot and they hold on to it for 30 years if they can. You know, and so it's mean, not like people, I was are... in
0: management, Kev. You wouldn't believe how many people would call, email me and stuff and say, Hey, I I think I can do this, blah, blah, blah. I'll do yeah. it for free. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Yeah, yeah. But, There's probably an email. You know, There's probably an email from 10 years ago that exists from me to like Joe Decamer or something. Yeah. You know, like let me do like Philadelphia Union 10 minute show on the Instagram page or something. Right, you know? So it's right. like, but, I but yeah, think- I mean,
0: That would be very,
2: very good on your own YouTube channel. But (laughs) but you know, you know what You know, I think it's Joiner. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get it back to the Eagles. Matt Nahoggins like blasting me on the intercom. Let's get it back to the Eagles here. If you hear one one thing about Jim Curtin, you know, yeah. But uh, you know, I think it's funny because what I'm I think what's what's most curious to me is like a lot of the guys like the old school like big titans of uh, sports talk radio. Came from journalism backgrounds. Like Mike yeah. was a writer. Right. Anthony was a writer. Angelo Catagua way, yeah. way yeah. back yeah. then Danny. was a writer. Yeah. And you have like non-traditional paths. You know, you have like people who started in radio and rise up through the ranks, or you have like CSB, you know, whatever. Right. So um, yeah, you know, Connecticut School right. Broadcast, yeah. which is which is called, yeah, which is called yeah. something else now, but um the school of media art, something or other. But you know, I think for a guy like um I, I think I'm I'm curious to say to see how people accept these guys from a credibility standpoint. And I'm not saying that's like demean anybody, but you know, the path was like, Hey, you did 10 years of beat writing or you were in the yeah. Eagles locker room. or You were in the flyers yeah. locker room or something. And now you, you an make expert. the transition. Yeah. Now when you make the transition to radio, you're an expert, you know? So you're like for a guy like Hunter, who's relatively young, he came up through, like he was working for Mike Gill. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. were working for Gill and then they came up and they're doing like producer stuff and they're doing a weekend shift or whatever. And so they do this straight linear radio path. Right. And right. Um, I'm just curious to see if that how people accept that versus like these guys who were coming from different backgrounds or like they were in the locker rooms and they were doing the beat reporting or they were doing the writing or whatever versus like now you don't really have to do that to get on the radio. And like quite frankly, in like the journalism business in general, the TV business in general, you know, they'll hire kids right out of college. Now. I mean, the Inquirer has like college kids doing their temple coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I remember when I got out, I had to go do like two years in like television market 115 and I had to work graveyard shift in Augusta, Georgia. Right. You know. Right. So it's like I don't think that those paths are what they used to be. I think you see younger kids coming from different backgrounds who weren't necessarily writers or journalists. Put them on the radio, and I think I'm I'm curious to see how how people how listeners react to that and if it matters at all. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. And and
1: you know, in sports, a lot of times, uh, you never want to be the guy to follow the guy. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's kind yeah. of a tough thing to to, live yeah, up all to for some term. of the same reasons that you just you know outlined there. So we'll see. But how let me ask you. Out. But let me
2: ask you a question. Like, I, I do you think the average radio listener now like really cares if like Tyrone and Hunter and like Andrew and Jamie if they had ever like been in the field or gone to training camp or done years on the Phillies beat or anything? Like, does that does that matter at all? Or are they okay? Like, if you know sports, you know sports. I, yeah. I think that there's another level
0: to that that the guys that covered it, the credibility is higher. Like those guys are looked at as radio performers, if you will. Yeah. The sports radio guys, they're not looked at as experts. Mm-hmm. Like Anthony carries more expert cachet. Yeah. Because he was, you know, he covered it and he has sources in these leagues. I talked to spags, or, you know, that the whole thing. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you have that, I think the listeners pick up on that.
2: Yeah, I always yeah. thought it
0: was important for me that, okay, be an expert in one thing. And, and you can have commentary on other things. And for me, that obviously was hockey right? yeah. that was where I grabbed it. Plus, there wasn't anybody there. And plus obviously my background and, and, and how you, you, know, you started in Allentown right? after yeah. a career in sales where you were doing well because you were miserable. You're still miserable now, but um, no, I'm not, no? no, this is happy, Harry. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what, you know what I've learned, if anything, over the years, uh, with the change in, uh, you know, in the journalism business is that that line of demarcation doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, before it was like, you go to the legacy outlets, you work at a TV station or you work in a newspaper. Um, and that's kind of it or else you're like a shit blogger right you know but now like i'm a blogger but i have a journalism degree and i did seven years at eyewitness news mm-hmm. so it's really it's really blurred about like who's a journalist and who's not and who's like a beat writer and who's not and like there's yeah. a lot of like just you know what it is it's not even really journalism anymore it's just content it's like if your mm-hmm. stuff's good it's good you know, right and people read it and if it's not good they won't but i don't i think a younger generation doesn't necessarily care about like Outlets necessarily or platforms or anything like that because they'll get their news on TikTok or Twitter right. or watch a YouTube or watch a street. Look, the three of us are on a streaming show right now. Yeah, you know, right. can you imagine That's that 10 years now. ago? Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it doesn't really matter where your outlet is or where your stuff is. If it's good, it's good. You got these guys on Twitter who have 30,000 followers and they're doing a Quez Watkins film breakdown in May that gets like 25,000 views. So, who am I to say? What's legitimate and what's not? If people consume it, they consume it, and if they don't, they don't. And really, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, Yeah, I'd just
1: be looking for good conversation and some entertainment value. I mean, I I want to be entertained.
2: Yeah. You know, and
1: that's where I kind of thought like that the the whole business was still so caller driven that I got bored with that. Like to me, I I like (laughs) I like the host to be able to just talk and entertain me, come up with thought provoking stuff.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah, there. well you and T- you and Tony didn't I think your show with Tony, like you guys were, didn't have to have callers no. if, if to to push it or whatever. You know, it wasn't it was like, fun. oh, where do I where do I go now? You know, right, it's like, oh, right. we gotta get like, you know, but you had the guys like Jose would call in and offer like comic relief or whatever. And you know, yeah. it's like it's funny to think that like, you know, the, it's almost like callers in this market are like a crutch. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go yeah. to that because you don't have anything else. You know, I think it's interesting what John's doing in the mornings, for example, where they don't take any callers at all, you know, right. so you gotta carry like four hours of well three whatever hours of conversation considering the commercials in there but you know i give them credit for just trying something different i mean i don't have to tell you guys but when you go outside of the northeast uh the caller driven radio thing kind of disappears man when i was doing mls i was doing hits all over the country and up in canada right because more of a national thing and like they'd line up like seven guests in a three-hour show you know and they just go half hour guests talk about a little bit guests talk about it you know but like I feel like uh, Philadelphia sports radio. If I have like one main criticism of it, it's just like underproduced sometimes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh, let's go to the phones, let's go right. to the board. You know, we oh, got man. Johnny from the Northeast who wants to make a comment about Carson Wentz. You know, and it's like a lot of that. Just you have to ask yourself, like, how much is that really adding to the show? You know, so I, that's I've like. Always, in the main, you know?
0: I've always kind of said it like this: like your show is a Maserati, and you pull the Maserati out of the garage when you start the show, but then yeah. you hand the keys to. Bob in Brookhaven who's half in the bag Right. and he takes your Maserati <laughs> and your show and he crashes it right into a bridge. Of buttons.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, here's here's the, here's the, here's the metaphor, the analogy or whatever I, I use all the time. It's like, it, it's not just sports, like any area of expertise. So let's pick a podcast topic. Let's pick a profession. Say you're like uh, you know, since we're on the blue collar Chris Heck thing this morning, like pick, pick a uh, electrician, right? You're Tom Cudero who told uh, Manny Machado to do the right thing and sign. Right. So imagine he does a podcast about being an electrician, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got another electrician expert up there, another union worker with him. And they're t- they're saying all this great, interesting stuff about electricity. And then they put me on the line. You know, it's like, let's go to Kevin in Lansdale. And I say, well, you know, I have like a two-prong thing here, but like, do I put a, I have a three-prong outlet, you know? Right. And like, nobody gives a shit because I'm not an electricity expert. I don't want to hear I want to hear the experts talk expertly about these topics. I don't need some guy who doesn't know anything about it to call in and add nothing to the show. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to callers because every once in a while you do get a caller who makes a good point or whatever, but more often than not, like you have four, you have experts who are talking about these things who are being entertaining. And then the conversation is derailed because some guy calls up and he says, yeah, what do you think about like trading Jalen hurts for, you know, pick a guy or something, you know, it just like, it just like, it's like deflated, you know? And so I don't, I don't, I want to hear experts talk about things that they're really smart in. And like, quite frankly, if I'm not an expert on something, I don't need to have a say in it, you know?
1: Yeah, totally
2: agree. I
1: mean, do you think, you know, that the general public that listens in this area has been just so trained to believe that that really is sports radio, call after call after call. Because yeah. we yeah. tried, you know, several different things back in the day where you, you bring on a guest. Like, I'm going to bring up Gretzky. We were talking about Gretzky before the show started. Me yeah. and Tony at Gretzky on for 15 to 20 minutes, he was unbelievable. He's the greatest hockey player to ever live. Yeah. And you go back and look at the ratings, and after about four minutes, people didn't, people didn't give a shit. Yeah. We're like that doesn't work here. Like they would rather <laughs> I didn't think rather hear you know, from Joe and Fish Town or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but so, it's funny. so ingrained in it.
2: Yeah, it's funny too because you you know, you could sit there. That's the same thing for writing too. I could sit there and do like a fourth I did that, like a that 4000 word deep dive on the Philadelphia Inquirer and all the changes over there about all the mm-hmm. buyouts. I remember and that, that got Yeah, that I only got that. like Thank you very I much. That. I pre- I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. But you know, I that got twenty five percent of the reads. It's like the video of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach saying that Jalen Hurts can't read a defense. You know, right? So it's like it's almost like a necessary evil where you got to do your viral stuff and people are going to click on that and it is what it is. It's almost like when you do. I used to play in a cover band and like you know we would do a song that I thought was great and people would be like, oh that was okay, All right? And then we like half ass like stumble our way through like a like a Paramore cover or something and everybody was coming up to us afterwards and say, oh that was awesome. Yep. And I'm like, really? Because we totally like like the double bass was completely off and like I was out of tune and, you know, all this stuff. But you just got to live with that. That like, you know, that's what people like. And I think I don't mean to be like to poo poo the callers because there should be interaction and they should be able to like communicate with radio hosts and writers and things like that. But you can do that on Twitter. You can do that on Facebook. You can do that on Instagram. Right. So I I don't I don't think that. So I think that forum for phone calls is less important than it used to, because now you have different avenues to do the same thing. Right. And, and, and on demand stuff,
0: podcasts, like if, if I want to hear about yeah. hockey and I, I don't want to wade through four Eagles calls, a Sixers call and mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, I'll just listen to a podcast. I'll get super served, you know, and that's yeah. part of the problem too, is that, yeah. Yeah. you know, sports radio became such a super served of Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all year round. It's so yeah. predictable. Like other shits happening in sports, and not only here in Philly but all <laughs> over, and good stories to talk about. But it's like, hey, Jalen Hurts was spotted this morning picking up uh, five guys' burgers and fries. Six mm-hmm. one zero. Oh, you know, it's like wearing well, it, a wearing
1: pun- a Yankees cap. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then we'll go yeah. into that for you know what two hours. But yeah, but Kevin brings up a great point about the calls. Like I saw this years ago that this was trending downward, uh, at least at our station. The other station, I think you could you could almost put up, you know a robot and it would get phone calls. Yeah. But the other place, you had to work a little bit harder for it. But people people are less green to pick up the phone and wait on hold for 20 minutes to, to talk. They'd rather text you. So we opened up the text board. It was, yeah. it was a great novel thing yeah. until Bruno would see himself being being trolled by a texter. Dell Palsborough ripping me on the text board, Harry. And then the whole <laughs> show would go right down the rabbit hole, you know, and, and it would just become that. Yeah. You know, remember those days, Jason? Oh, well,
0: it's because any negative comment has a physiological effect on your brain a thousand times of any positive comment. Yeah. There's been yeah. a study done about this. Yeah. It's like when people tweet you, people tell you you're great. And then one person tells you you suck. What uh-huh. do you respond to? The one asshole that tells you you suck. <laughs> you know what we're it's like? I think change everybody's mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And convince I think the... them that we're right. Who cares if we're right? Sports radio with some of those older hosts is all about being right. I don't give a shit if I'm right or wrong. I just wanted to go on the show and entertain. Right, more nuance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's supposed to be fun, man. It's supposed to be laid back. I mean, people are going to that because they don't they don't want to. Well, this is a whole other thing too, but they don't want to talk about what they saw in the news. You know, which I think I think the other story there is like I think people got sick of Mike's political and social stuff and whatever. And it's fine, man. He would say that he wanted to take a stand and you know, speak for what he thought was right. And that's okay. I have this commendable. Like I get it, you know, but at the same time, like you got to ask yourself what the upside is for that. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, what do you add into the Mike Missinelli show? I mean, cause the people who agree with you, who already agreed with you, they disagree with you more. And the people who disagree with you, they're leaving the show, yeah. you know, and then like, you know, advertisers get annoyed. And then like Beasley gets emails and things like that. So I, I think that's a thing too, but he, you know, certainly he wasn't the only one during the Trump era. I Everything was hypercharged. That started, that started yeah.
0: with Riley Cooper
2: oh Oh, yeah right yeah yeah that's
0: the line of demarcation for mike when he went in that route i was working with him at the time and they didn't cut riley cooper
2: no and i think w i think wip you know i mean angelo would do some stuff about covid shots and things like that but i mean for the most part like they don't proselytize over there and i think that's important because you know say what yeah i mean say what you will man but that was the same for radio it was the same for like writers every blue check mark on twitter had like an existential like midlife crisis you know do i cross the line and do i like stand up for what I think is right or whatever. And I'm not going to tell anybody to, to do that or not to do that, but you got to like weigh the, the the positives and negatives. And for a lot of people, it was a net negative mm-hmm. to come out and do that stuff. And, you know, it just is what it is because we work in sports. We don't work in news and politics. Right. You know, if we did it, would be different. An escape from all that stuff. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not to say that like your thoughts don't matter, like that no. stuff is not important, but you got to realize like people come to sports talk radio because they want to hear sports talk. And it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that.
0: How are you, you know, thinking like, about
2: that before you fire off a tweet sometimes, don't you? I do, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like what is the net pot? What is the net positive for me here? You know, I think. But to go into the format thing first, I think it's interesting because when I was at, at Eyewitness News before I got canned over there, it was like you know we would just do the weather all the time, you know, and it's like because they said, well, this is what sells. Everybody likes weather, and I'm like, well, how do you know? Pe- how do you people? How do you know that people don't like? something else because you've never really tried anything else. You know, I think that's what it is with the Eagles. It's like, if you did some dedicated flyers talk or opened it up to national topics, or you gave more time to the Phillies and the Sixers and made it more of an all encompassing thing. How do you know that you would lose, you know, Johnny from the Northeast? Like you don't, because that experiment has never really been done. So they do what they do, what they're familiar with. They do what they're, what's safe. They know that Eagles talk is going to keep you afloat. Same way that the TV stations do weather and, you know, whatever violence happened that day and, you know, rinse and repeat for, 30 straight years of that's the big story on action news. And it works. You know, there's a lot in, in Philly. There's a lot of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, which does hold a lot of like weight to it. But because of that, we're, we're doing the same things we've been doing for like the last, like 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, we are, we are scale. not a, we are not a progressive uh, yeah. media market by any means. And we're not and we, a progressive city either. You know? no, no, but the way changed
0: their jingle. People had a fucking heart attack.
1: They had to change it I mean? back. Didn't
0: they? They had to change it back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's great about some of the things that both you guys are doing, because both you guys are operating in sort of a a like a specific sport that doesn't necessarily carry the water. But but people that really want to hear it, they know they can go find Kevin's stuff on whether it's what he's writing about or podcast and talk about soccer. Same way with Jason, with the Flyers, you know, like there's now these outlets, there's these places to go for people that have those types of interests
0: and there is audience there too yeah. there's yeah. a significant audience there that has been underserved you know the other thing too kev you know when harry and i did the show like our philosophy i don't even know if we we never verbalized it but we were just like two dudes that would pull up a bar so no stupid fucking hot takes none yeah. of that disingenuous bullshit we just kind of bullshitted our way through every show with no agenda and we, ha- we always had light moments and comedy and just shooting the shit. We didn't obsess on things and it was going well, but we got fucked because Anthony got moved out of mornings and yes. that, that's how everything went down for Harry. And that's when I get the phone call. Harry goes, I'm out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff it's like not even in anybody's control you know i mean there's so yeah. many like things that are always moving around or whatever and that's that's a lot has a lot to do with it i always say like i, I never you guys know i don't like the faux contrarianism and like take a fake side or whatever yeah. and like make up something or whatever because i think it's disingenuous i think when you talk about blue collar philly and what that really means like what that really means is just don't bullshit me. Yeah. like just tell it how it is you know and if i i was thinking to myself if i ever did a show or like yeah, I think I've said this on my podcast before, but like the one thing I'll do is like, like don't BS me, and I won't BS you. You know, if I don't believe in something, I'm not going to tell you that I believe in it. And like to Mike's credit, you know, say whatever you will about his show, but like he didn't do the WIP thing where it's like, well, they must trade Jalen Hurts, or like I'm going to pick a fake side, and the producer's going to take the other fake side, and we're going to do that for the sake of conversation. Yeah. Like that really wasn't the the formula, you know. And I think like. I think a, a younger portion of fans are a little bit more pragmatic. I think they see through that now. Um, they're, it's a little bit more diverse of of thought. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to me because I just don't – you know, I don't see a lot of evolution there. And I don't think people care to evolve. I think they'd rather just ride it into the ground. And then when it's time to get out, they get out, you know. It's going to be
0: interesting to see, like, has the audience ages out too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I you don't know. know That's I mean? why I'm fascinated by, like – and Tyrone and, and Hunter and, and uh, you know, Ricky, if that ends up being the, the trio, because, I mean, you know, I just – everybody knew that, like, Mike and Ray and, you know, even, like, your Glens and Rob Ellis's and your Jollies, they're not going to be around for forever, you know? So what does the changing of the guard look like? What does the passing of the baton look like, you know? And, you know, like, the point about do you have to be a journalist? Do you have to be a writer? I mean, like, you know, you got the simulcast going on. 97.5 is doing stuff on YouTube now. I'm, not, I'm interested to see – you know how they do you know with a younger demo because i mean like for the longest time radio was just about men 25 to 54 you know yeah. wip had a little bit of an older audience there were some gains made by the fanatic and other in other demos but i don't know it's it's a it's a watershed moment for sure you know yeah crazy yeah. the real interesting one is is that i'm
1: fascinated with is WIP do in the mornings like where do they go
2: mm
0: I have a great, great <laughs> solution.
2: <laughs> well, do we, so, I mean, do we think that DeCamera is like the leader in the clubhouse? That seems to be the chatter that I hear behind the scenes is that they do like him or that they're at least going to go internal with something. I mean, is they've got the like, guy, I mean, he can be, I, he's done everything. He did nights with you, with you guys, with the fanatic, you know, I mean, You're I an remember hour when he was gassed. doing, so, yeah, solo over there and. You know, uh, I don't know. Kincaid, John Kincaid wasn't a morning guy. Now he is, you know, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I guess I guess you adapt to it or whatever, but they've got. Yeah, Marks could do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe John would like more. Yeah, maybe he would like that shift better too because he's got three young kids and like it's kind of hard to, you know, you're going to be at the point where you're not going to be able to get to dance recitals and soccer and, you know, softball and all that stuff. He did morning you know? Anthony. He was in the yeah. station 4 a. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude's a fucking yeah. Grinder. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, John Johnson just went to overnights and like one of the things that he'll tell you is like, you know, at least he's not, you know, you know, putting together a patchwork schedule where he's like all over the place. He's at Citizens Bank Park and he's filling in for Angelo and whatever and there's you know, consistency on that shift as well, but yeah it's just an interesting changing of the guard man I'm just fascinated to see how people receive these new shows and uh you didn't know whatever Big
0: daddy either I mean we'd
2: lose big daddy as well That's yeah true. yeah I mean big daddy and um you know even like the w i p like I always like how w i p would kind of fill the weekends with like kind of those like respected veteran guys like your Ricky ricardo's mm-hmm. um you know jolly like Rube Rube would come over and do a sh- an occasional shift or whatever, and they yeah. kind of had a rotating like cast to- of Yeah, you know, like a rotating cast of guys who were like well-respected and had been around the block before, whatever. And then you kind of mixed in some of your younger stuff. You know, they do Go Birds Radio in the afternoon now, so there's always kind of a mix there. But uh, yeah, man, just it's such a like changing landscape around here, man. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know what to think anymore. When When is the drummer for the band here? What's that? We got the drummer for
1: the band. Oh yeah, right. When is Crossing Broad going to start doing their own radio?
2: Uh, soon, soon, probably next month. Yeah. Uh, or this month. Yeah. We have something that's in the works that we're going to announce soon. Um, that, uh, Kyle Pagan's going to kind of be working on, but, uh, you know, we, we needed to get back into the, uh, to the audio and visual, uh, platform after we kind of let crossing broadcast die off a little bit you know there's a lot going on i i took a new i took a promotion actually where i'm overseeing our new york site at the same time now but we have some more ideas in the pipeline and we're gonna kind of refresh some things and launch something new probably in a couple weeks i should know that actually what's that called crossing broadway Crossing Broadcast? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a re uh, a rebrand of Crossing Broadcast in a different format. So hopefully um, we can, uh, you know, we'll send out the press release to everybody, right? right. We'll send it out. We'll put yeah, it under embargo. We'll on it.
0: <laughs> they shit on Kyle for years, right, that he started. Yeah. And, and, and the big, you know, line for Kyle, too, was getting the Riley Cooper video that he paid for. But yeah. Kyle's got the last laugh. He yeah. is rolling in Doha.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it was funny because that was that was a very underreported story. And like, I know that Kyle pissed off a lot of people along the way. I don't think the people that he trashed along the way were going to be, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to go write a nice uh, story about how he's a millionaire now and has a sure house. But I mean, if you think about it in a vacuum, like Crossing Broad is one of the biggest Philadelphia success stories of the last 10 years. You know, I mean, started like as nothing. And uh, then the website sold the cluster of websites actually sold for twenty five million dollars. so um you know it's like they they just yeah he was smart because he got in on the affiliate thing right away and he saw that uh you know hey gambling's legal now um he had a background i don't think people know this about kyle but he had a has a background in affiliate marketing so this was like right up his alley you know so it's like hey the sports books are all trying to make money um we're trying to get on board where we have sites that they can put their stuff on but this is just a natural partnership you know and they figured it out and like yeah, you know, I give him a lot. I give him a lot of credit for that because when that stuff happens, I'm like, I see the Supreme Court thing. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can gamble on sports now. He disappears down a rabbit hole for two weeks and says, how can I make a million dollars off this? Right. You know, some people, some people are conditioned to look at something one way, right? and the rest of us are just kind of like dicking around. But um, no, it's it's very interesting. In, interesting times for sure. And we have a have a good thing going at XL now. But I, uh, yeah, there wasn't <laughs> wasn't a lot written about it because the people who would have wrote about it were trashed at some point. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, Kev, hey, we'll let you run, man. Get back to the landscaping. We appreciate yeah, yeah, for your sure. On, man. Great stuff. I got
2: some more mulch in the back of the truck and you know, I only got you like know? half of it out of there. So I was driving down 309 today. and I was doing like 70. I saw little pieces of mulch flying out the back of my truck. So I got to uh, got to take care of that before, you know, the. Uh, Anybody thinks any, any more white trash thoughts than they already are, you know. Uh, those so, flower beds are along the, the edge of the house there looking looking good. Oh, thanks man. You know I love it. I uh I I here's this, actually a serious Here's a serious thing. When you write all day like your brain is like cooked, mm-hmm. you know? And so whatever half of the br- that brain is, I don't know what half it is, but like the the remedy for that is like mindless manual labor. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to like go cut down a tree or like, you know, mow the lawn or something like that, because you just you use up all your like uh, mental capacity. Right. So you got to do something simple. You got to get a Mikey Miss robotic lawnmower. That's
0: right. (laughs) 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 Nothing says man of the people like a robotic lawnmower. (laughs) No comment on that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, should we look for a Mikey Miss piece
0: from you on kind of wrapping everything up?
2: Sorry, say that again. The the mean streets of Percocet here are kind of loud in the morning. Should, uh, should we
0: look for a, a Mikey Miss wrap up piece from you?
2: Yeah, we're going to do one final Mike Miss thing and kind of try to get some answers and try to put a bow on it, you know, because uh, you know, quite honestly, I think like a lot of people just want to know what the hell happened, you know, and they may they may not get the answers. I may not get the answers, but we'll try to learn as much as we can and, and try to put a bow on it because the way it ended was just very bizarre and very abrupt and uh yeah. People are interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah. So,
0: Love yeah. it. Hey, thanks for doing thanks, this. Kev. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Anytime guys. I'll talk to you. All
0: right. All right. There he is. From crossing yeah. broad. Kevin, and he, you think about that, uh, Jason, I know,
1: we, you know, he's talking about the 97 five time, but you, you go back, like Mike was at WIP in the early nineties. I mean, this yeah. has been a 30 year radio career after the journalism, yeah. you know, was done. I think there was a crossover there too, at some point, but, That's 30 years on Philadelphia radio. And all of a sudden, you know, on a Tuesday morning after Memorial
0: Day, your career's over. And it's like, oh, yeah, today's my last show. Boom. With two hours left. It's crazy. Like, it shouldn't happen. It doesn't seem right. No. Yeah. It should not happen like that. You know, I I didn't get to say goodbye, but I'm not Mike. Mm -hmm. You know, right. right. And that was it. I put my goodbye on Twitter. Right. Right. So did I. So, I mean, but 30 years, you deserve. To go out, I mean, yeah. a, a minimum, what a week? Have a have a week where all the you yeah. know the famous guests of the past
1: and you know associates of the show, former co-hosts, former news anchors on the show, every you know uh, everybody just comes in and and you know and gives the five minutes of their experience with the show, and it, yeah. it, it would have made for great radio.
0: And especially this time of year when there's not much going right. on, that's pressing. Like it would have right. been, it would have been you know must listen radio f- for that week. You know, hearing yeah. guys like Barkley call right. in and. Stephen A and all yeah. those Bob like, from Glenmore, the famous callers. And Hi Mac. Hi Mac. You know great. <laughs> he's I think he's Bob from Tennessee again.
1: That's right. Oh, he is? He's back in Tennessee. Okay. Hi Mac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, get get old uh what was the the guy that used to do the voices on the sound offline? Ray hagan but um Oh the, the Dutch? Yeah, yeah. He would yeah. do Darren Dalton. Mm-hmm. Get him to, you know, yeah. Ernie, of course, and yeah you know. he was great. He, he'd leave the messages on the sound offline of, as Stephen A. Mm-hmm. Michael Martinez. <laughs> he was great, man. That oh, faux Dutch you're talking about there? Yeah, faux yeah. Dutch. Yeah, he And you could get awesome. Mike
1: Yellick to call in as Bruno.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is an outrage. <laughs> oh, man. I what love that.
1: me, Mike? <laughs>
0: We're finally on the same page. That's right. <laughs> I used to do his podcast, Yalex podcast, and he is uh-huh. a fucking lunatic, man. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. love that guy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like, I, I'm disappointed that it didn't, you know, get the full Monty experience mm-hmm. as well. But I don't know what happened. So I don't either. I, I, I don't frankly, either. I don't give a shit to be honest with yeah. you about that part of it. But um, did you did you see this? Um, shifting gears here a little bit.
1: A Wayne Gretzky. His final sweater that he wore with Edmonton sold at auction the other day. Did you see this? No. Guess the price that was paid for the final the final game sweater. Is this 89. This is 87 88, I believe. 88. Because yeah. then 88 89, they beat the Bruins again without him.
0: Yeah, with yeah, you know
1: that yeah. He had moved on to LA, obviously, and it was mm-hmm. a big to do about it. But the final sweater that he wore, uh, guess guess
0: the number. Greatest hockey player to ever live, five mil. Uh, that's a little bit, that's a little high. A little steep. Okay, so yeah. $900,000. 1450000 Wow, who bought it? Uh, I, I don't know. I did not get the details on that, but I just know the price. Is that worth more, the final Edmonton sweater, more, worth more than the Rangers one for his last game ever? I think the Edmonton is, because that's, I mean, what he went for. He won the Cubs there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I would say Edmonton. I think of him as Edmonton. I don't think of him as a Ranger. Yeah. You know? What about a King? Do
0: you think of him as a King? No, I really don't. I mean, they got to the finals and lost, right? Yeah, in 93. Yeah. No, not 93. That was um, right. Vancouver versus the Rangers. I guess it was like 90, mm, 92, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. I know they I know they won the West one year there. but Yeah. Um, no, Kelly I, Rudy I, and Ned Har- is, that, is that who it was? Yeah. Wow. That was a good team. Luke Robitaille yeah. and hmm Um, yeah, some good players on that team for sure, but they ended up not winning. won a cup. Bruce McNall, wasn't he the guy that put that you together? Know. Or yeah. AGM, yeah. the GM, yeah. The NFL. owner, he was the owner rather. And he was in trouble too. He got in trouble, right? For mm-hmm. some forget what. And Peter Pocklington was the uh the owner of uh the Edmonton Oilers. And if you watch that King's Ransom, Peter Berg did that um ESPN, whatever you call those things, the thirty thirty. 30, for 30. For 30. Yeah, called the King's ransom, and it's all about the Gretzky thing. And oh wow, it's it's unbelievable. It's a really he did a really good job on it. Peter Berg's a huge hockey fan. He did a good job oh. on that documentary. I have to go back and look at that because I got the ESPN Plus app. So you yeah, they're all up, available on there. All those right? things there. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? There's one coming out. I saw Butchergrass put it out about the Avalanche and I guess it's Avalanche and Detroit rivalry mm. with Claude Lemieux and oh, yeah. all that shit that went down with those teams and the malice and you know Patrick Waugh getting in like fights in the back of years like during the late 90s or yep. early 2000s yeah Darren McCarty, here huh? mhm yeah <laughs> he was a great player i mean he was a pain in the ass grimy yeah he was grimy how about yeah. Bruce Cassidy getting zipped there in, in Boston for the Bruins it. yeah tell you, the Flyers there's a couple big names out there i know we talked about Tortorella you know trots and now you you put him in the mix yeah Claude Julian's a cup winner mhm Quenville's trying to get back in. He's a cup winner three yeah. time. I don't um, think Babcock. Him, no. No, I wouldn't go near him either. Yeah. Remember when Babcock was the guy? Yeah. And yeah, that, that quickly withered. Well, he he abused players up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah. Shit he making Mitch Marner put a list together of the five dogs on the team. I mean, give me a break. Wow. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot out there. You know one name you haven't, haven't heard out there? amongst these high pedigree NHL coaches that are available is A.V. Oh, yeah. Elaine. Yeah. What's yeah nobody's about mentioning him. Well, just cash and checks. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, drink martinis here and right. cash that five mil. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> That's my kind of gig. That's right. That's A.V. Right. Sam Cartidi. Whenever you ask a question. A.V. Yeah. He's got such a thick <laughs> Philly accent. And
1: speaking of... uh managers and so so forth that were fired Girardi the Phillies finally moved from him and what do they do they go out and win three straight games uh against a bad team who I think has lost like 11 or 12 in a row in the Angels but that's who was on the schedule they scored 26 runs in the three games 26 to 9 they outscore the Angels and seven home runs uh in in the series Harper
0: had three of them jeez yeah. He's unbelievable. You know, the funny thing is I saw somebody put out that one thing that was mentioned a lot in the press conference after Girardi was fired, communication. Mm. And it tells you that communication was an issue. How is it possible for a major league manager, you know, 162 games, you're at the ballpark all the time, you're on the right. planes with these guys. How is there how is it fucking possible to have a lack of communication? I don't know. It's kind of a broad term.
1: I'd, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd need to know more about that, but yeah, that's, that seems really strange to me. Yeah. You know, you spend, I mean, it's like the, it's like a six month season. And like you said, it's an everyday thing. Yeah, Like how, how are you, how can you not communicate, you know, with your players just
0: by proxy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I coach youth sports. Mm-hmm. I coach hockey. I coach my son's team. I've coached teams that my son wasn't on. And I'll, I'll tell you what, communication's never an issue. I was always talking to players. Right about the game, about everything, but, you know, just integrate. And that, that was high school yeah. when I was coaching Rustin varsity with Nick Russo, always talking to the players. I don't know right. how you could not talk. It'd be hard to not communicate. Right. That's a concerted effort. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, All know. right. We got the rags tonight and yep. Tampa Bay, Tampa, huge fave. Do you like Tampa or the rags tonight? Huh?
1: Well, I'm rooting for Tampa. I don't want the Rangers in the cup
0: final. Rangers in the final and the Celtics in the final—that would be—that's like a Philly nightmare. Yeah, it it is. But whoever plays the Avalanche, it's going to be great. Yeah, that's going to be really really good hockey. Well, the thing is going to be can they overcome the Avalanche? Could be missing three key players. Gerard's out. Kadri mm-hmm. may have to have surgery after that cross check from behind right. Vander Kane, and they're what you know maybe without Kemper and going with Francois. Right, and of course Point is still out for Tampa, and he yeah. might. Be- for the rest of the playoffs. so Yeah, he's so yeah. good, too. Now, that'll be interesting. That pass from Kucherov to Palat, the seventh rounder of Palat with the game winner. Mm-hmm. That pass from Kucherov is a play that I think six players that ever put on skates could make. Mm-hmm. And he's one of them. Yeah. Holy shit, was that unbelievable. <laughs> and that's how you have to beat your Sterkin. Right. Crazy. Um, let's tell people about the Bet Parks app again. Do you have any uh, golf plays, Hire? Huh? Uh, I put out one this
1: morning for Tyrell Hatton uh, to win this week's tournament, the the Canadian Open, and then Jonathan Vegas for first-round leader. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And your buddy made uh, the Open, huh? Yeah, Brandon Matthews qualified yesterday uh, in awesome. Perth, New York for the U.S. Open. He got close a couple of, back in 2013. He was actually the fourth alternate when it was here at Marion. Oh, cool. uh, but, but he's in, and he's in the field. Uh, in, in next week, up and at he'll Brooklyn. be appearing on uh, Swing It and Ding It. Oh, he's been on there many times. We'll we'll try to to get a couple minutes with him between now and then if he can if he can give us a couple minutes. But yeah, he's a regular
0: on there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the Golf Podcast Harry does with uh, what's Jeff's name? The Moose. Moose. The Moose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a maniac he is. Uh, but everybody, get your get your action in on the Bet Parks app. Download it. It's the best casino and sportsbook app. It is now live. The new app. Take it from me, take it from Harry. It's everything you've been looking for in a mobile casino and sports book. easy to use, easy to navigate, and faster to win than ever before. And right now, all Bet Parks users just use the promo code Jason seven fifty, and you're going to get a risk free bet up to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Great deal. Yeah, I mean that's fantastic. Yep. And uh, terms and conditions do apply. So do yourself a favor: download the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over twenty one. Like Harry said earlier, you got to be present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem. Call one eight hundred Gambler. That was a fascinating program today, Harry. It was good. Yeah, it was good. A little fresh content. Yeah. Little, uh, you know, people were looking for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Kevin Kincaid. Yeah. Thanks yeah. To Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad as okay. well. Eric, we'll crank her up again uh, for the next episode. This was episode twenty-five. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, leave us a rating and review. We would appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time on the IGs Podcast presented by Beck Parks.